the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
band that stole its name for an R.E.M. song. <laughs> that was Driver 8 with Carousel. I've got a special guest tonight with me here on The Antidote, Shan Colkeen. Hello, everybody. I'm so, so pleased to be here this evening. This has been a long time coming for you and I to join forces to put this show together. Absolutely. We've been talking a great deal in the kitchen about it, but we haven't talked behind the microphones. And we've got a bit of an oddity going on tonight because we're not going to cover a single artist. We're actually going to be covering two releases that came from Tooth & Nail Records back in the mid-90s. It's going to be a really great opportunity to sort of go back to your uh, mixtape days and really enjoy. <laughs> That's exactly what it was that they were putting out, called Artcore 1 and Artcore 2. Needless to say, one came before two. That's true. They were unusual because they included bands that would later on become quite established. But these were like tryouts for different artists to see what kind of reaction they were going to get. Absolutely. And I think that tonight we're going to be listening to sort of a, a whole melange of things from high production qualities to things that you could absolutely picture being recorded in somebody's garage or basement or even the bedroom. So it was just, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful mix all the way down. Or in my opinion, even worse than that, because Chan and I have agreed to disagree on music taste for some of these tracks. Very strongly in some cases. You were okay with having Driver 8 on. Absolutely, yes. And this band was interesting because they did get signed to the label. They put out a single release called Watermelon, for whatever reason. Fabulous release. Here's two artists that became really established. And it went under the name of Starflyer 2000. Mm -hmm. And of course, we know who that really means. But it was an odd mix. Lee Nash, who later on became uber famous with... Sixpence Done the Richer. And this is the only collaboration that ever happened from this? It's a single song. So Starflyer 2000 existed for one song only. And we're about to hear it. And we're about to hear it. <laughs> it was pretty easily titled as Lee and Me.
that song makes me sleepy. I love it. It's just, uh, I mean, this is the song that I was like, we need to play this one. I like it so, so much. You know, I don't know when we get to indulge in sort of six minutes of of that kind of chill and that kind of emotion. And it, to me, it's such a standout in the first art core. Um, and we couldn't do without it. I'm not sleepy at all. I'm excited. <laughs> It would have been interesting to see what else they might have come up with. I mean, I can't help but wonder. I want to know all the things behind it. Like, you know, there was this, uh, the result of sort of a, you know, a session or an improvisation. Um, you know, to me, I think it's so wonderful, especially when you contrast it with sort of the sixpence and on the richer stuff to have something that's so meandering. Uh, I think it's wonderful. But it is very Starflyer 59 oriented. Yes. Obviously. Back in the shoegaze days of <laughs> yes. that band. Which yeah. was a theme that we came up with when we were sort of uh, talking about this, uh, these two albums, the sort of like at the proto shoegaze um, sort of sound coming through and being sort of permeating through the tracks. Um, it's, it's sort of an, almost a, a linking theme, uh, with the exception of the, uh, the sort of punk overtones as well. <laughs> well, here's the question. Do you think that art core were artistic releases? Um, I, I wonder. I think that they are artistic in their in their playfulness. I think that that's, that's where it comes for me. And this is why I'm bringing my art degree to work right now but I think that that sort of playfulness uh, brings brings forth that idea that one can experiment um, so I'm into that well what I found them to be interesting about the two releases is that this is when everybody was starting to break out of that CCM box break out it, hard break out hard and radically mm-hmm and they were willing to try out some different things. And of course, Tooth and Nail were doing these as a tryout also to see what kind of response they were going to get to some of these artists. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that, like, I think that that's the wonderful thing about the first moves in, in any sort of movement in, in music and in anything is that when you're sort of first breaking out of a box and trying something new, you're allowed to be weird. And I think that some of my favorite parts of these two albums is that some of these things are profoundly weird as we're going to be listening to in, in later tracks. So <laughs> I think that, you know, there's lots to look forward to. Coming up is a track that Shan and I disagreed about. <laughs> The band I loved and their later stuff was so fabulous. I just adored this band. You got to describe this track. How do you describe? It? Uh, to <laughs> How do you me, call it? to me, this track is all about sort of a, a muted sound of of drums recorded in someone else's bedroom. Um, you know, and you'll notice something very sort of unique about listening in your headphones. Particularly, pay attention to where the different sounds are in the track. I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's unique. And I have to share some of the backstory with this band, Luxury. The song is called When the Curtains Fall. Curtain really fell on the band after they had a horrendous car wreck. Oh, no. On the highway, like they almost died. And oddly enough, later on, three of them became Orthodox priests. Huh. And who, two years ago, had announced that they were thinking about recording another album, and they're doing a documentary about the band. Not that they were ever big time, but they were really quite talented. This one I don't consider very talented. And I do, so listen for yourselves. This ugly head would like 
running roughshod over the playlist now (laughs) because these next two are both ones that i really like funny enough the first band that we've got coming up yes the name is jesus flying rocket ship i'd always like to imagine that (laughs) how that would look this was one of the bands that didn't actually make it onto the tooth and nail label what was really funny is that i bought a copy of the band's only album 1425 spring street off Bandcamp just a week or so ago, and I got an email from Thomas Cup of Jesus Flying Rocket Ship, and he was curious about why I bought the album. So he's told me that they were, to quote him, we were stoked about getting on that sampler. We wanted to be on Tooth and Nail so bad. And it was too bad that it never happened. This was certainly their best track. So enjoy the song, Try.
surprise me today Guess I didn't expect To find you amid all my mess How I've stumbled again Walked right into what was done got played a lot on my computer. And I think really Sal Paradise, it's, you know, this Aussie Euro band. And I think it's probably just because the guy sounded like Morrissey. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm good with this. So that song has gotten played a lot. It's true. And I think that one thing to remember about this song and the whole compilation is that, you know, it's just this really amazing and riotous celebration of electric guitar, which is something I think we're sorely missing in Christian music that doesn't suck in the current days. And I think that it's just such a pleasure to listen through um, to South Paradise and Jesus Flying Rocking Ship to sort of get that amazing reverb, those great solos. Um, you know, they've got it. <laughs> Isn't this like being in a time warp? Not in a bad way. Like right now, I'm just enjoying that sense of discovery, just sort of flipping through the stacks at uh, my favorite record store with my twin and and finding and searching for tooth and nail releases and feeling like I'd hit a gold mine whenever I found one. <laughs> well, some of the artists 
went on to do big things. Absolutely. The next band was huge. This was actually the most popular band on Tooth and Nail in their day. It's true. I can remember so many excellent evenings spent dancing my face off um, to the one and only OC Supertones, um, memorably in kitchens where I worked in a Bible camp. Um, you know, the sound is amazing. And this is an earlier release of that really refined sound that I think we're really used to. And this is found comes from their original release and also came on this compilation. Everybody, time to skank.
Absolutely excellent. MXPX. Absolutely. What else can you say? I mean, so danceable. And also, because MXPX, you get amazing lyrics like, this is so unkind. When do you think there was a call out to unkindness in a punk song? I don't think it's happened recently. MXPX. So these guys were kids when they did this. They were in high school. Just high school. High school. Played a showcase for Brandon Ebel of Tooth & Nail Records in their backyard. (laughs) And were they signed immediately? I think they were. And of course, yeah, because this actually came off their original album. Oh, no, hang on. I'm not sure if this one actually did come off, Boconaccia. Anyway, but the band, of course, is still going decades later. Hugely popular. Absolutely. And of course, on most Tooth & Nail Records compilations, there you could find some MXPX there. Most welcome editions as well. It was fun. So there was two bands that just became monstrously large. Well, our next band up, they were not quite so monstrously large. I love their stuff. Velour 100 Parting sort of encapsulates the whole mid-90s sound, at least what you were finding around then. Enjoy.
we did mention earlier about bands we disagree with. <laughs> this next band is so weird. They are so weird. Now, I did like some of their stuff, but Danielson, or in this case, it was Danielson Family, that was the weirdest band of all time. And maybe still is in many ways, but there, I love this particular song on this album because it paves the way for all the amazing weirdness to come. And I'm just so excited because I haven't heard the song in a million years. And all of the weird amazingness of the Danielson family is there, but the sort of production isn't quite there yet. So you can see where there's this room to grow, and it's so great. They were so weird. This was a family, and they would come out dressed up all as nurses. All the guys, too. I mean, they were in the skirts, too. Other times, actually dressed up as a stork. It's true. Or giant trees. white stork or trees. <laughs> this is a strange band. Go for it. Danielson Family, song for every speaker. Listen to that tiny crowd clap. 
<laughs> so <laughs> the exciting. Teeny tiny crowd. Ah, oh, but my little heart is clapping as well because I mean it's all there, that high falsetto, that strangeness. I mean, my my family and I just really, really loved the uh the compilation VHS from Tooth and Nail, which featured Danielson's Heads in the Clouds. Um, and I just remember thinking that I hadn't seen anything stranger or more alluring in my young teenhood as the Danielson family performing because of course it's such a stark contrast from Christian music in which I mean you know it's very scriptural in its content or you know very much responding to you know a very sort of you know dogmatic place and I'm really really happy to have encountered the Danielson family because it was such a, a departure from that. The band was reminding me a little bit of Me Without You, ah, except being much more that. polished and not formulaic, because Me Without You was never formulaic, mm-hmm. but much more structured. Okay, so that was an oddity. Next up is another true oddity. I know nothing about this band. There's nothing online. It's like they came out, did one song, and who knows what happens. Ah, if you're in this band, please contact <laughs> The antidote. uh, Because I am really interested to know. Anyway, the song itself, it's from a band called Sage. The song is Den of Thieves. And it's a rant about the commercialization of Christianity, which really makes me wonder. It's then, why are you in a band selling music? Enjoy the song. Calvin. 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 Religion and business mix at mega churches. Oh. <laughs> April 18th, 1995, the front page of the New York Times screams out loud, announcing the second coming of the faster, fresher, bigger, better, new and improved Church of Jesus Christ. Pushing candy coated crisis management disguises after law fire insurance for those who prefer not to burn. Marketing musketeers masquerading as ministers of truth in mass fat neighbors and weekly. Can't sell salvation. 
anyone who listens to The Antidote knows that I love to categorize bands. The Wasek Bloom, they're hard to do that with because it's almost industrial, but really, I think I saw it once described as being aggressive techno. Uh And I think they nailed it with that description. (laughs) Did they tooth and nail it with that description? Oh, oh, Shan, that's it. Okay, sit in the corner of the studio. That's it. No more talking. That was the song Subsidized. So tonight we have been talking about the tooth and nail compilations, Art Core 1 and Art Core 2. Now, if tonight was unusual, maybe next week's going to be a little bit on the unusual side, too, because we go to Italy to talk to Enzo Donnarumma of Enzo and the Glory Ensemble, who has created two massive works that are rock metal operas based on two parts of the Holy Trinity. But you got to tune in to find out what that's going to be all about. Now, Shan, this has been so much fun having you so here. So much day. fun. So much fun. And we got one more song, fairly long one lined up, and you're going to tell us about it. I think that tonight we have been just sort of perusing over this compilation. And what it really is, is the absolute best of a nascent scene. So we're hearing all of the best of 90s electric guitar music, as well as just a music sort of branching away from what Christian music used to be. Um, and I think Lance Alton Hemway with Evangeline is amazing because it has that desert highway um, electric electric guitar sound and it just is also a devastating love song that you can just dive into and so let's not hesitate thanks for listening to the antidote see you again next week
violent wavy hair And chasing her kind Anywhere Crazy and lost Crawling on the kitchen floor Wanting to stop still Craving more If I breathe She holds her breath She speaks life I drink to death Now I'm regretting The things that she said Evangeline 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 Angelina. 